Welcome to another Symantec Executive Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Spencer, Senior Director of Customer Relationship and Publishing Programs, as well as Editor-in-Chief for CIO Digest, Symantec's quarterly publication containing strategies and analysis for senior and C-level IT professionals worldwide. The following is a conversation that I had with Jason Wilkins, the Chief Information Officer at Extrata. Jason and his staff walk a very fine line between centralized and decentralized IT for an organization that has experienced exponential acquisition growth over the past seven years. In 2002, the company had a market capitalization around $500 million and a few thousand employees. Today, the company has a market capitalization of $60 billion, over 56,000 employees, and in 2007 generated more than $28 billion in revenue. Jason and his team are relying on standards and policies, baselines and frameworks as a mechanism for helping to facilitate this exponential acquisition growth. Acquisition growth that is helping to push the company into the forefront of a number of different market positions. As part of this process, Wilkins and his team rely on a number of different Symantec solutions, ranging from Symantec Control Compliance Suite to Altiris client management suite to Enterprise Vault to Brightmail. During this interview, he talks about how these Symantec solutions plug into his larger IT strategy. So maybe a good good starting point, Jace, would be to uh, to talk a little bit about the Extrata just as a business, and, and it's obviously grown significantly, and it's now in the leader space in, in your industry sector. Uh, can you talk a little bit about just an overall, you know, an overview of the company itself? Yeah, of course. Um, Extrata is um, a global diversified mining company. I mean, obviously that means that we're global. We're in various geographies around the world. Um, I forget, you know, there's a list of countries that's um, quite large from, you know, Europe, Americas, you know, Canada, South America, sort of, you know, U.S. obviously, and then Brazil. Um, Canada, Chile, Colombia. So we're quite dispersed around around the world. That's the globalization. And diversified as well. We're diversified in commodities. So we don't focus on one commodity. We believe that um, to, to return great shareholder value, um, we want to spread the bets, if you like. So, you know, we, we, geo- we geog- geographically diversify to spread political risk and currency risk. And then we do the commodity diversification. So we're in copper, we're in coal, which is thermal coal and coking coal. We're in zinc and, uh, and vanadium and nickel and some other technologies as well, um, you know, a bit of coal, uh, gold and cobalt, et cetera, and lead and silver, and some recycling facilities. So that's the diversification part of Extrata. Um, you know, we scan, it is about 18 countries we cover, and uh, in total we've got about 56,000 employees, which includes contractors. Now, Extrata's grown significantly. In 2001, we're a very small company, um, predominantly, uh, but the head office is still in Switzerland, and and it um, always has been. And back then, we just had a bit of ferrochrome and zinc. And our market capitalization back in 2001 was approximately 580 million U.S. dollars. And so today, our current sort of enterprise value or market capitalization is around 70 to 80 billion dollars. So we've grown from 2001, like 580 million U.S. dollars, to 2008, where we're sitting at about 70 to 80 billion dollars. So it's been significant growth. Been well, and with this acquisitive model, the IT becomes critical. Tell, tell me a little bit about your team. You know, I know it's sort of a 
centralized IT team that provides services out to the different business units. Uh, but how many of how many folks do you have working for you? How have you structured them? How do you measure success? Um, basically, as most people know in IT, IT is a supporting service to the business, and IT has to align its strategy to the business strategy. So fundamentally, within Extrata, we know our business model. That is, we believe in autonomous business units, empowering those business units to operate on a day-to-day -day basis their business, but guided by a set of frameworks and standards on how they operate that business and driven on a monthly basis by the executive committee. Therefore, it's quite, quite, it was a, a, a bit of a challenge to do IT because IT, as we all know, cannot be autonomous. If you have autonomous IT, you end up with islands, you end up with disparate technologies, you end up with no connectivity or collaboration between those. So IT has had to change, well, not change, but goes against the grain slightly in that we have to communicate, collaborate, and the way IT operates in Extrata is each of these separate business units, if you like, or separate companies that make up the Extrata group, Extrata Copper Coals, Inc. and Alloys, etc., are responsible for the day-to-day -day IT operations of their IT, obviously their business, and they report to me functionally but not direct lines. So I don't manage them on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I'm functionally responsible for the IT strategy and governance around the group, obviously, and I set the framework of operations and certain standards for them to operate within. Now, within corporate, what we found was uh, fundamentally the, um, there's one thing that Trevor Reed, our CFO, wanted me to do, and he basically said he relies on group IT to provide coherently the framework, which is the policies, procedures, and connectivity that allows the independent BUs to communicate effectively, securely, and seamlessly with each other in the center. Now, one thing I've done uh, when I joined Extrata, I realized that we had a, a, a business model of growth through acquisitions and also divestments. Now, we haven't really divested of much, but my strategy, therefore, had to support those. And I created lots of standards, and I focused on, obviously, the infrastructure. Because when you acquire businesses, they're all going to have different infrastructures. One would hope they're all sort of de facto standard now around certain things, but that doesn't happen. You do have people that do things, and we've had lots of challenges for acquisitions. But we now have, and we always have had for several years now, a set of standards, which means we can go into a company, do an as-is analysis of their business. We know our 2B model, which is our standard. And then we put a, a project plan in place, a transition project, to migrate them to the Extrata standard technologies. Now, those extrata technologies, I believe, are the electricity and water of an organization. That's obviously the network, the communications, the security that goes with that, and, of course, the active directory infrastructure and, uh, you know, exchange email system and the various other supporting tools and standards that we implement around that. And we have that standard in place, and my team are the custodians and, obviously, the architects of that. Now, we have approximately 16,000 PCs um, across the world. We have about 180 locations where those PCs are spread. We have 20, like I say, two positions in corporate of 19 are filled. And I believe across the organization, the total IT headcount is currently standing at 273, I believe. Yeah, 273 is the approximate headcount of, of IT globally um, spread around all our commodities. So infrastructure software, it sounds like, is, is has been key to this initiative. Uh, where you've laid the foundation and then you're able to plug and play the different applications uh, that you just described on top of that infrastructure. When did you start down the path of uh, you know, standardizing your 
your uh, your underlying infrastructure and what were some of the key decisions that were made in that arena? Well, basically, um, I started to standardize these technologies or the underlying infrastructure the day I joined Xtrata. Hmm. Um, I, I knew that, you know, if you want a global organization and you want to grow as Xtrata does and acquire, you need these standards because, obviously, every time you do something, you don't want to have to debate things. You, you, you want to also find the best of breed, find the best solution, and do that once. You don't want to reinvent the wheel every time. So the foundation, really, that we put in place in this standard tool set, I believe, is very key to acquisitions. And also, I believe it's very important to rapid integration, which is the biggest thing. People say when you acquire a company, you've got 90 days within which to do the most integration you can. Um, obviously, things take longer than that in IT and business process, etc. But you need to hit the ground. You need to get in there. You need to, to understand what you've got. You need to design where you're going, put projects in place, and all of that needs to be done as soon as possible within 90 days. And that is why these standards are really important to us. So the the relationship with Symantec doesn't date back to 2001. It's more recent uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah. What, what were some of the drivers that uh, initiated that relationship? Um, two things, really, I guess. I mean, relationship, no, you're right. Have we used semantic products in the past? Yes, we have. I mean, obviously, most people, uh, quite a few people have backup, backup exec, et cetera, and mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we've had that for several years. And then we embarked on, obviously, enhancing our security projects, and um, we, we invested in some vendors called NetIQ and bought some tools from them around compliance, et cetera, um, and unfortunately, they um, well, th those products didn't turn out to be too good, and the relationships, uh, um, well, there wasn't really one there. And um, then, of course, we have been heavily invested in Alteris for several years. In mm -hmm. fact, a very long time. I think that that relationship dates back to 2002, maybe the Alteris relationship. Mm -hmm. And I guess the semantic one grew stronger um, around the time of the Alteris acquisition. On the email front uh, and well, document management front, have you embarked on a strategy yet to uh, to implement the retention policies? And what what does that process look like? Um, retention policies, as in you know, around email, you mean? Or yeah, exactly. How long do you keep email based on uh, you know, the regulations out there, yeah. as well as internal policies, et cetera? Yeah, basically, we we worked with the legal team to understand that. And we did set a retention policy for seven years is what we set that for. Now, there are certain users that we, we have set an exception to that policy because there are some people in the organization within these business units that might sign, that might manage contracts. And those contracts might um, be mineral rights for mines, and they go back 10, 20 years. Hmm. There's certain people that have the flexibility within certain folders to exclude them from that retention policy for various reasons. Now... One thing that we are struggling with in Extrata, and I think most companies are, I've spoken to Gartner about this, is enterprise content management, I think is the, the buzzword or was the buzzword. And, you know, we're talking about retention policy of emails there, but there's just so much information. You know, we, we tend to, people tend to use email now as a repository of information. Is that the right way? don't know. It's convenient. It's there. It's in the Outlook interface we're everyone familiar with. But should you keep contracts and significant emails in there? Probably not. You should probably put it in a document management system. So Enterprise Vault has helped significantly there. You know, people keep emails going back years and years and years, and it's a load of dross. You know, and we're trying to instill in people now. Well, and uh, 
also not an easy endeavor. I understand you went out and you ingested all the PST files from each of the major business units uh, over uh, over a three, four, five month time frame. We did, and I think that um, you know PSTs were the way that IT were using to reduce the mailboxes because, of course, you know OSTs become an issue when they get to a certain size. You know, you close down sometimes. It says, oh, Outlook didn't set up properly and it's in safe mode, or rather, it's got to go through a data check and users are getting frustrated. And you know, people keep all their mail for maybe you know. Maybe once a year they might need an email dating back two or three years or even last year, and they've got all that data. And, of course, that meant that we had to then sort of, you know, our email servers, disk space was becoming, oh, I'll just chuck more disk space on it. Yeah, more disk space. But then, you know, you hit constraints around chassis and you've got to upgrade the drives. And, of course, we've invested in SANS now as uh, the data amount has grown. But, of course, they're significant costs. So, you know, you don't want to keep chucking disk at it, really. Um, you want to manage that, that, that content a bit better. And I think that, you know, we haven't got to worry about data being out there that can get lost or leaked or anything like that, really. It's all in the vault. You know, mm. It's just, uh, the best way to manage that data. And like I say, um, we're, we're keeping exchange recovery times are now uh, improved um, because it doesn't take so long to recover exchange. Now, on your backup uh, window, I assume, on your exchange environment has been reduced as well. That's true, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, redu reduction in the, the databases on Exchange means that the backup windows are, are much smaller. Um, and, of course, as we know, you know, um, the, the, the Vault, et cetera, where it's backed off to our SANS, SANS can, um, you know, uh, uh, do snapshots during the day, all the clever stuff they can do and back up. And, you know, that backup window can happen um, offline or be replicated, like, for example, in London, you know, we replicate our SAN across the wide area network we have. We have a big link between London and Switzerland. We don't have to worry about that. So you're absolutely right. You know, the, the performance of users means that the exchange window backup is smaller, which therefore means they're not impacted whilst the backups are going on, which is the good thing because, you know, if it is in the vault, the backup of the vault is offline and uh, it doesn't really impact because of the technology we use. Now, from the standpoint of spam, I assume as you've, you've reduced the number of false positives and the amount of spam that was getting through, you've been able to essentially enhance the productivity of your end users. What's your experience been on that front? Yeah, I mean, spam for us was, we always had it managed very well. I mean, ClearSwift MailSweeper is a very good product, and we still use that as our mail relay. There came a point where spam did take an up, did, I don't know, uh, increase, significant increase, and, and users were starting to complain again about it. So at one time they were complaining about spam. We put ClearSwift in, we sort out the spam, most of it goes away, um, no real false positives. Um, and, you know, users were happy. Then it started to pick up again, you know, the Viagra and all that sort of stuff started to come through again, and people started to get clever about spam. And it became more difficult, and the users started to complain again, so I'm getting too much spam. So we then, uh, like I said, looked at Brightmail and found that to be the best one at the time. So we supplemented our mail sweeper with that. And uh, basically, our, our spam reduced again. I mean, it was very good. The false positives reduced. Um, so, you know, we don't really, to be honest with you at the moment, I, I can try and dig some figures out, but there's very few false positives, and I think that's mm -hmm. thanks to, to Brightmail, which has really helped theirs. And, and on the on the IT policy compliance front, um, you're in the midst of some some additional enhancements to to the solution that was initially rolled out that essentially, from what I understand, wraps business processes around your your 
policy reporting. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that initiative and, uh, and where that's headed? Yeah, I mean, basically, as I said, we, we had um, NetIQ Security Manager initially to help us around our policies. And also, you know, being a PLC company, we have stringent audit requirements and, um, you know, both internal and external audit that come in and want to ensure that we're running our business, um, you know, efficiently and uh, appropriately um, and that we're protecting our shareholder in interests, you know, by protecting uh, the IT assets and any business assets, etc. Now, so basically, we found that the product we had wasn't fulfilling our needs. Um, so we've worked significantly with Symantec to to enhance the, the tool to ensure that we can comply with the policies that we've created. So we've created various policies, um, baselines, frameworks, etc. And we need a way of ensuring the compliance with those. And, you know, you can run audit teams around, but it's only as good as the one time they go around. So like a car MOT in England, you know, you because you know good at that point in time and tomorrow you could drive it out and it could fall apart so by view and working with semantic we've managed to um, really sort of um, work on the tool to ensure that we can to ensure the best we can compliance around you know the the policies and standards we have the the Alteris deployment which you've had in place for a number of years from an endpoint management standpoint you know managing you know, patches, patches, and so forth at all those different endpoints. That would seem to feed into that larger strategy. It does. I mean, Alteris, to be honest with you, was I think one of the most important tools in my strategy around standardising our infrastructure across Strata. I do remember now. You know, it was September 2001. No, September 2002 when I purchased Alteris initially. Now, in September 2002 is where we embarked on, obviously, our whole new strategy that I had around security and standards of infrastructure, but where we migrated the, uh, a small company back then of 1,000 machines to one active directory exchange forest. And, you know, uh, uh, doing that, we needed some tools to help us image machines, to standardize those machines, to maintain the patches on those machines. Um, and that's both from ensuring we have stable applications, but also secure applications, because, as you know, all these patches aren't just about, um, you know, enhancements or bugs. They're also security, obviously, issues, and some of those bugs are security, obviously. So Alteris was key from imaging to deployment to managing the assets to software inventory to security. Like I say, I mean, one of the biggest issues is, and one of my other things that I really care about, there's, there's several things I care about, obviously, there's lots, but um, security is my, my biggest one that probably keeps me awake at night. The other one is compliance with legal issues, and one of those is software licensing. We have to ensure we pay for the software we use. Now, Alteris does that for me. In fact, Alteris saves me money because it tells me exactly what software I'm using, and then I can do what I wish with that and reduce my license counts or renegotiate, etc. But from a security point of view, yeah, absolutely. You know, we know what software we got out there. We know what versions we have. Therefore, we can understand what issues there are with those versions, and we can upgrade those software, you know, a single touch. Now, Alteris was key in helping us, you know, even with our business applications, for example. We rolled out SAP recently. And uh, we've done it a few times now in a couple of our business units, in the autonomous business units, but um, the most recent one in coal, we had a rapid impl implementation of ERP for coal in over about 500, 600 users in South Africa. And in a six-month time period, it was very tight. We had no room for error. We, 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 we had time, was, time was an issue. Time was a constraint. And Accenture actually said to me, they said, Jace, we do a lot of ERP implementations, and I must say that you are one of the few companies in the world 
that we could walk into your company and have no problems deploying our, our, um, the SAP GUI. So we had this SAP GUI because we wanted to do it based on um, a, a footprint on the PC. We didn't want to go for Citrix or, or, or what have you, Terminal Server, FinClient. We wanted to go with a GUI on there because it is an efficient GUI. Anyway, that GUI is very, very big. I mean, you're talking 600 meg. Now, we seeded that out there with Alteris, and then we deployed it with Alteris, and Accenture said that, you know, without Alteris being in place, this project would have been delayed, would have been a massive issue. Now, of course, it didn't go smooth. There was little issues with laptops not plugged into the network and having to visit those. But, you know, to be honest with you, I felt quite proud when Accenture, this big consultancy firm, said, Jace, you're one of the few companies in the world we've walked into, and you said you had a tool to do it, but you actually did have a tool, and not only did you have a tool, it worked. You know, and that's all is global. Alteris has been around for years um, in Extrata. It's one of our, our, our well, it is the, uh, you know, one of the main management tools we have for PC server lifecycle management. And, of course, it does help in that security area of understanding the software out there and deploying patches. Um, you know, I can't rave enough about Alteris, really. Yeah, it's interesting. All of your, most of your key uh, products that you're utilizing from Symantec are all fairly recent acquisitions, which I guess means... Uh, we have a, an acquisition roadmap that uh, is mapping to our customer requirements. Absolutely, and that's the key thing, like I say, about Symantec. You know, you're, you're aware of the market space. You know, you see opportunities out there, obviously, where there are needs, which means, of course, you know, you're looking after your shareholder value by, uh, you know, growing your business, growing your, 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 your licenses out there. But, I mean, of course, you're doing it through good acquisitions. You're doing it through good technologies. That's always good to hear. I, I know we're almost out of time. Uh, just, just as you turn on your navigation system in the CIO office and you look out uh, you know, a year or two, what are a couple of the major initiatives that uh, you'll be tackling uh, in the next year or, or two or three years? Well, there's lots of things that we're tackling from an, from an IT point of view. I mean, um, we're, you know, one of the significant projects at the moment is application acceleration, you know, to ensure that um, we optimize the bandwidth we have around the world because one of the things with Extrata, and I guess this is a security issue really, you know, Extrata operates in the most remote places in the world, you know, in the middle of the Andes in Alhambra, you know, in the middle of, uh, you know, where are we, Coniambo, um, you know, where there's terrorists there, not terrorists, um, uh, uh, rebels or whatever you call them that blow our minds up, there's all sorts of people, and we work in commodities that um, are not seen as environmentally friendly, potentially. You know, coal, um, we're digging holes in the ground, we're chopping trees down and all that good stuff. Of course, we care about the environment and uh, what have you, and there is a need in the world, and we operate efficiently, when we do have some ethics, etc. But it brings its issues. Um, you know, we, we're looking at global video conference, we're enhancing that one. Um, we're upgrading our directory and messaging platform to the latest Microsoft technologies, obviously 2007. Um, we're further implementing further ERP solutions, you know, around SAP and Mincom Ellipse and other applications to support and enhance our business and drive further value. But one of the other things is obviously data is growing significantly, um, the amount of data out there, and that's mainly because we're producing more and uh, they're becoming more, more rich with content. And therefore, we are going to see a growing need for file archiving. And we do have that, and we have that in some of our business units, but not everyone's taken that one up because, you know, you can only do so much. But we have a good tool there. We are using that. And, and I think that the file archiving is going to grow, and, of course, we'll be using the semantic uh, uh, suite for that, the enterprise help, et cetera, the file archiving solution for that. Um, so that's one area. And I think security is always going to be an issue for me. Um, so business applications is, is one thing, but from the infrastructure side and, and where I'm going to kept asleep at night, 
I kept awake at night, sorry, as a security. I think that uh, those are the challenges, and we are looking at enhancing our security. We call our security Global Security Network, or GSN for short. We have GCI for Global Corporate Infrastructure and GVC for Global Video Conference. And, you know, GSN is going to go through its next fa next wave of um, uh, um, wave of enhancements, and we'll come up with GSN Phase 3, um, where we further enhance that and look at endpoint security. We're going to be looking at, um, you know, where, where machines plug into the network, that they get sort of um, uh, quarantined until the, they're accurate and things like that. So those are the areas we're looking at, further enhancing our security model, keeping up to date with the threats and trends out in the market space, obviously enhancing our, our business users' uh, performance and uh, managing file archiving the best we can. I mean, you know, document management, like I said, ooh, but um, we can at least archive the content we have um, better. Um, and, and, and the other thing as well, I guess, is there's a need for consolidation within our data centers. I think that's another one key initiative that's happening around the organization. Um, now, I'm not saying it's being spearheaded or driven centrally, but there's various reasons for that. I mean, people talk about being green, yeah, of course, you know, reducing your power consumption is green, but I think, you know, the, the, a lot of the drivers for that, um, um, you can wrap up green eco stuff around that and green data centers, but fundamentally, space costs money, power costs money, there's uh, constraints within powers within cities sometimes, you know, especially in South Africa where we have power outages, so you don't want to drain too much power because you're running on data generators. So I think consolidation, and that might be virtualization, it might be blade technology, who knows, um, but consolidation in data centers is a significant one. And of course, we will be focusing more on backup um, of data because we have lots of data. Lots of the guys around the world are implementing SANS more and more and more, and we need to think about that. The other one, of course, which we are enhancing is uh, uh, disaster recovery, business continuity, you know, around geo clustering and technologies around that. And uh, of course, net backup is one of our initiatives we're looking at. And I think that there's further investment to be made around the semantic backup technologies. Um, and and, and they're, they're the main initiatives for us, I think. And of course, waiting for that imminent acquisition that means rollout of our current standards. You know, that, that's the thing that uh, we're all waiting for, and I think that's the big thing on the horizon, the next acquisition. Well, this has been a really interesting conversation. I, I truly appreciate your time. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to another Executive Spotlight podcast brought to you by Symantec. For other Executive Spotlight podcasts, check out go.symantec.com dot com forward slash e s p for more than two hundred Symantec podcasts go to www.symantec.com forward slash podcast and for more information on Symantec business solutions check out www.symantec.com forward slash business Symantec software and services helping you to secure and manage your information-driven world against more risk at more points, more completely and efficiently than with any other company. Symantec, confidence in a connected world.